Hi, this is Ned Siegfried from Siegfried & Jensen. As proud sponsors of BeliefCast, we hope you are inspired by Todd's weekly podcasts, which contain so many courageous stories of recovery and personal growth. Remember, it's not what happened in the past that matters, it's what happens in the future. We invite you all to work hard and be optimistic about your future. Enjoy today's podcast. Welcome back. This is Todd Sylvester with the Todd Inspires Belief Cast. Thank you for tuning in once again. I say this often, but it's true. I'm so grateful for all of you and for all the shares and the likes and the subscribes and the downloads. It just blows my mind. And we was just talking with our guest that's coming on today about how it's not about me. It's about these amazing people that come on who get vulnerable and share their stories. And it's just, it's just amazing. It's the stories that move the needle. And, um, and uh, today's going to be no different today. We're joined with a good friend of mine, Danny Shaw. Danny, thanks for being here. Thanks for having me, Todd. Super happy to be here. Yeah, I'm excited. Um, I do need to give a shout out to our sponsors, uh, thread wallets. It's a new one. I'm so grateful to have them on board. Uh, Siegfried and Jensen, Wasatch recovery, uh, Mountain West Spine and Orthopedics, uh, Living Recovery Interventions, uh, my good friend Drew Peterson, and we have several uh, sponsors that just wanted to be anonymous. Uh, they just bought into the cause, and it's just amazing. It blows my mind where I'm at with this. And uh, um, I just, we were laughing. We were, Danny and I were talking before we went uh, live here, but uh, just, you know, how's this, how's this going? Why is it successful? And I'm like, I have no idea other than I'm just doing this. <laughs> just kind of blows my mind. But uh, a little bit about Danny. She's on a mission to support kids in developing positive pathways early for a confident future. She has 10 years experience as a special education teacher in elementary school. And through her own personal struggles with self-doubt and life experiences, she realized that kids today are in need of a different type of education, an education in belief systems, self-confidence, and most importantly, self-love. Her goal is to empower kids to recognize their innate value and the power within within them that, that influences their lives. And uh, Danny and I have known each other for quite some time now, right? Yeah, it's been a couple of years, um, crazy enough. Yeah, and I've been I've been fortunate enough to be uh, mentoring her through her becoming her own uh, mental fitness coach or life coach or you know whatever you want to call it, coach uh, to help people. And and she already had the background. I'm just been you know there helping her, kind of guiding her with a with a system that I've been using for thirty something years. And it's just been great to see that progress uh, to where it is now. Yeah. And we're gonna get into that here in a minute. For sure, yeah. So let's uh, but let's start off with tell us where you grew up and maybe some things about your childhood. Yeah, absolutely. So I um, am born and raised from Arizona. I am the youngest of three children, so I have an older brother and an older sister. Okay. Um, pretty typical family lifestyle. Um, grew up probably, I would say, upper middle class. Um, raised in that way. Never really went without. My parents were uh, married for 30 years, and um, in my early 20s, they actually divorced. Okay. Um, which ended up being, it was a really good thing, and it's been really positive. Um, and so... Yeah, just the youngest of three. You don't hear that very often yeah. about divorce. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. But but yeah, it ended up being a positive thing. Super positive. Yeah. Um, my parents, I love and adore both of them. And sure. they really did their best and kept it, kind of held it together for me there. Yeah, kind of towards good. the end. And um, yeah. 
yeah, just it's everything happens for for a reason. And sometimes we don't understand or know that reason. Right. But I really believe that um, that was really for us. And they're both in much better and happier places and are still friends. And so it's been it's been a blessing as well as, you know, a bit of a hardship. as Sure. No, I love that. So couldn't agree more. Yeah. Um, But yeah, I was just that typical little baby of the family growing up as a little girl I was pretty um pretty happy easygoing Mm -hmm. super loving loved to be helpful um I was definitely that little girl that loved Barbies and dress up and Uh playing and things (laughs) like that so um definitely grew up with um kind of that just fun easygoing life and personality uh I wouldn't say that I mean kind of thinking about a lot of what I teach about with kids now and confidence and things like that. I wouldn't say that I was an overconfident child, um, but I definitely wasn't painfully shy either. Kind of just lived in that little middle ground, definitely more comfortable with people that I knew and things like that. Um, But I do remember beginning in probably fourth grade is when I really started to, to notice and become really acutely aware of Mm. my self-confidence and things like that. Um, which really was kind of the catalyst of what has played into a lot of my own struggles and my beliefs kind of throughout my life, which has been really interesting to reflect on and to, to think about where that all began. Yeah. And it's interesting. Fourth grade seems so young, right? It's yeah. like, oh, but yet here you are, you're already kind of noticing maybe not being as confident or being more maybe self-conscious about yourself around peers and friends and teachers and things like that. Did something happen at, in, in fourth grade or is it just kind of like a natural gradual thing that happened? So (laughs) it's funny that you (laughs) asked that. I was really kind of digging deep and really thinking about where were some of the beliefs that I now struggle with these core beliefs that I have as an adult, where did they begin and how did they start? And I was kind of brought back to this memory of being in fourth grade and I, as an adult and something that I've struggled with my whole life now is a core belief that I'm not smart enough. Mm. And so I was nine years old in fourth grade. And I remember sitting next to a girl who we were working on some assignment and I was really struggling. I couldn't get the right answer. And I looked over and saw her just flying through the paper <laughs> and getting everything correct. And I remember thinking, wow, she's really smart. And I haven't even finished the first problem and I have no idea what I'm doing. Mm. So I remember that was probably the first time that 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 negative voice, that bully voice, I remember came to me and I remember thinking, I'm not smart. And I believed it from that moment on at nine years old. Yeah. Wow. You know, and when you hear that, it's almost heartbreaking, you know, because I think, I mean, everyone listening to this, you have these beliefs, every one of us that hold us back. Mm-hmm. A lot of them started when we were younger. Yeah. You know, some of us go through, through some really difficult times, which kind of formulate some really negative beliefs, unfortunately. But I, whether you have a good childhood, a rough childhood, we all go through a period of where we start doubting ourselves. We start having these belief systems that, like you said, I'm not smart enough or I'm not pretty enough or I can't do this and I'm not, you know, no one's ever going to want to be with me, that kind of stuff. And yeah. so just interesting how that happens, but it's all heartbreaking at the it same is. time, right? It truly is. And it's it's kind of crazy to see now. I, um, I've i been teaching in elementary schools for nearly 10 years and you know, kids today are having the same exact struggles and even more amplified, which is really, truly heartbreaking to see that. 
And so, um, like you said, as time went on, I, those, those little kind of beliefs and those negative things that just slowly kind of started to slip into my mind as I worked in my way into middle school, I kind of come again, that big comparison. I noticed that a lot as a kid, I would constantly compare myself to my peers and middle school, you know, you're super awkward. You're navigating things. It's a a hard time. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And, um, I just, I started believing that I wasn't pretty enough along with, I'm not smart enough. Mm. I'm not, I, all of these beliefs just started building and it was in my eighth grade year. Well, in seventh grade actually is where I started to play sports and get really involved there. And I found a love with volleyball. And so I started playing volleyball from an early age there and I just fell in love with it. I worked really hard at it and just really developed a love and a passion for it and dedicated myself to it. That was what I was doing. And I remember um, eighth grade year getting ready to transition into high school. Yeah. Uh, I just, I wanted to play volleyball so badly. That was the only thing that I ever mm. wanted. And I remember thinking that at the time, the high school that I was going to be transferring to, they had a phenomenal volleyball team. And that belief that I wasn't good enough mm. Um, really started to play into my into my psyche and it got to me deep so much so that I convinced myself that I wasn't good enough to make that team and so at the time I was also going through my own kind of spiritual um, awakening if you would and decided to get baptized into the Catholic Church at the time so I was about 13 or 14 years old okay and um as I was going through that process, my, my godmother had two daughters who went to a private Catholic high school. And she just made an offhanded comment one day of like, how cool would that be if you went to St. Mary's? And I was like, that would be so great. I, I saw that as like my out to getting away from that possibility of being rejected and not making that team really? at that other high school. Wow. And so I went to my mom a couple of days later and I was like, mom, I, I want to go to St. Mary's. Like, this sounds great. And <laughs> opportunity can start over. Yeah. And um, she's like, are you sure you want to do that? And I was <laughs> like, yeah, I really want to. And so just kind of through things, we made that happen. And I decided to go to a completely different high school than all of my friends left everything I knew behind and went out and tried out for the volleyball team there. And as a freshman, I ended up being the only freshman who made a team other other than the freshman team I was on JV. Really? And so that wow. was kind of that boost of my confidence of like, oh, okay, I, I am good enough. See? Yeah, I can Proving that. <laughs> yeah. And so um, that ended up being just such an incredible experience and opportunity for me that I was so happy and so grateful for. Um, just getting outside myself, really getting to make myself into whoever I wanted to be because yeah. nobody knew me. Right. And so it was, it was amazing to have that opportunity, but it's funny when you think you are getting away from something or you've left something behind, how things will still follow you, especially with, you know, the thoughts and the things in your mind, Yeah. you know, you, you can't take your leave belief that system with you. Exactly. Yeah. So <laughs> what I thought I was running away from and that belief system ended up following me. And even in high school, there were just things that had happened that reconfirmed those beliefs for me. Unfortunately, yeah. um, I remember I was, I was, it was my senior year. I was playing varsity and just working really, really hard. Mm-hmm. And I remember one day my coach sat me down and it was pretty typical that a senior would start. And I was a setter at the time. And so 
there was a junior that played just under me and she was a pretty good setter as well. Yeah, right. And uh, I remember my coach sat me down one day and she was like, you know what, Danny, I'm going to play this other, this junior, you know, and I'm going to start her because you're not consistent enough. Mm. And I need you to be, I need a consistent setter who's going to be able to get in there and get the job done. And that just completely wrecked me. And mm. it reconfirmed that. Yep. Yeah. It goes back to the, I'm not good enough. No matter no. how hard I try, how hard I work, everything that I give, it doesn't matter. And that really, that really shaped me for a long time. And it really deepened that, that pathway and that belief in me that, you're just not quite there. And yeah. so wow. I remember really struggling with that at the time. And my mom tells that story too. And she's like, oh, I just, that coach, like she just ruined it for you. And I remember feeling that that was really kind of the plummeting moment for my self-confidence yeah. that I then carried on further into college and into some other things, which is funny with experiences that I've had there that it's almost like a moment of, you know, self-doubt and confirmation that is then met with the opposite of like, no, yeah. looking and proving because from high school, I decided um, I was going to go up to Northern Arizona University and I made a last minute decision to attend the local community college instead. And um, my mom was like, hey, maybe you could play volleyball here. And I was like, I don't know, mom, it's, you know, yeah. college. It's not, I haven't played. I, I didn't play club season after my senior year. Yeah. And so we went in and met with the athletic director and it's amazing how, again, things happen for us. And, um, the coach called me and said, Hey, I'm looking for a setter. Come work out with us. Had never seen me play. Didn't know what I looked like. It's like, all right. <laughs> and so I ended up playing a year in college there and working super wow. hard. So that belief of, Oh, you're not quite good enough, Danny. And in my senior year, was met with no you are and the effort <laughs> and the things that you put forth matter yeah and um yeah. yeah that was a really great experience that really provided me with opportunities and things that also helped shape me and for sure into who i am and part of that again came a little bit of more spirituality at that time where um i met i met a boy who was a member of the church of jesus christ of latter-day saints and kind of through him and some other friendships and inner workings in there, um, I decided to learn about the church. And over the course of a couple of years and some some trials and some struggles there, uh, decided to join the church. And mm. um, that ended up being a tremendous blessing in my life that opened other experiences and opportunities for me that I would have never had. And um, I went on and I ended up serving a mission for a little while in Ecuador, which mm. was an amazing experience as oh, well. Yeah. And um, I came back from my mission. I was um, in college at the time. I had been, I had graduated just before I left. And I, uh, I graduated. I studied elementary and special education. I dual majored. And so I graduated with my undergrad and went and served a mission and came back. And then I decided that I wanted to go for a master's. It was just a desire and something yeah. I always wanted to do. Yeah. So I went back to school and got a master's degree in special education. And during that time, I was also teaching and just kind of doing that thing. Yeah. And life was good. And uh, got through my first year of teaching. And summer came. And um, I, I met a boy that summer. 
and we started to date and things progressed pretty quickly. He was actually living in Utah at the time. And Mm -hmm. so we kind of made plans after the summer that this was something that we were going to hedge forth with. And uh, we did the long distance thing for (laughs) about a year. And in that time, uh, we got engaged. And about a year later, we had gotten married which is how I ended up here in Utah. Oh, okay. So he was still in school and So let's I want to jump back a little bit. So is your family Catholic? Um so my yeah. mom grew up Catholic. Okay. My dad actually grew up a member of the church but wasn't active oh, for a gotcha. long time. Oh, gotcha. Okay. I was just wondering so, how that went over like you know you're kind of active in your Catholic religion. Yeah, super. But then you then then all of a sudden now you're over here. Yeah. I was I was wondering how that was, you know, received by the family. Yeah. <laughs> so my dad was he he was a member but was inactive. So yeah. religion really was kind of spurred on because of me because I had that yeah. desire and interest and my mom was really supportive um with what she knew in Catholicism and things like that and when I started investigating the church, that's where um, some some things kind of came up and some trials and some struggles, just a lot of fears and uncertainties with that. But yeah. with time um, and some understanding and just some openness, could see that it was something that was just really beneficial to me in my life. Yeah. And yeah. I always really focused on being really accepting and owning that of that this is just a decision I made for me. Gotcha. And that it doesn't, it impacts other people in the sense of like, I go to church for a little bit longer on Sundays versus being at home and things like that, but have always really focused on being in a mindset and in a place of this is my choice and this is what works for me. And I still love and accept and so open and supportive for everybody else, even if they're, if they decide different for them. For sure. That makes sense. No, no, it does. Thanks for uh, sharing that. Um, So now here you are, you're a teacher obviously you have a passion for helping kids. Um, and you mentioned at the beginning here, and this kind of leads into what you're doing now, but, uh, you know, with your own struggles with, you know, not believing you're good enough. What's interesting is, you know, sports, sports is an amazing thing because sports, sports helps cultivate confidence, but there's, there's so many highs and there's so many lows in sports as well. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. And you, with, with what you went through, you know, yeah. you're a senior, you're thinking, Hey, this is my year. And then you get kind of bumped off yeah. and now you're not starting anymore, but yet you still went on to play college, which is amazing. I mean, for anyone to say they played college sports, it's rare. Yeah. So again, but you kept having these reminders. No, I am good enough, <laughs> <laughs> but yet your mind or that thought or that belief system is telling you, no, you're not. Mm-hmm. It's just interesting that battle and anyone listening to this right now, can relate with that on whatever level, whether you played sports or not, we have that battle going on with I'm not good enough. Ultimately, that's really yeah. the number one belief yeah. that people struggle with. Mm-hmm. And so, but it's interesting throughout your story. The proof was, well, you really were. Yeah. <laughs> and I always have been, right? Always have been. It, and and that, always never, will be. Exactly. And know? that never changes. And I think that that's something that I wish I would have known then Yeah. of that yeah. and having an understanding <clears throat> and a a foundation and knowing who I truly am at my very core and center. And that regardless of what situations or things are happening outside of that, being able to be centered and in alignment with that and never forgetting that to be able to drive that forward, to continue to persevere, to keep working, to strive. Um, I think I I still was able to do that. It was just a lot harder. Yeah. And knowing what I know now, Mm -hmm. um, 
I think that could have been a really big and beneficial thing for me, Yeah. which is why I'm, I'm doing it different and I want to, and I'm teaching kids differently now. Yeah. So, so you go on to be a teacher for almost 10 years. Yeah. So what, as you, I, I mean, this is a big question cause I know there's a lot, but what are some of the lessons that you learned as a teacher before we get into what you're doing now, but like, what were some of the biggest lessons you learned, you know, teaching these amazing kids, you know, yeah. um, that stand out to you, I guess, over the last 10 years? I would say a lot of that kind of came from my training initially. So okay. I worked when I was in college, I worked in a classroom with kids with special needs and that teacher of that classroom, she kind of became a mentor and mm. she really, she really taught me and helped me to set my mindset in that of recognizing that yes, these kids have disabilities and challenges of thing and things in learning, but it's so important to keep that expectation really high of them because right. when we keep high expectations, they will rise to it. Mm -hmm. And so I think one of the biggest lessons that I've learned is that it's been essential for me to have high expectations of my students while also recognizing that the way that they're going to meet that goal is going to look different than other kids. And right. that's okay. Yeah. And I think that another really big lesson and, and what I've come to see is that kids are struggling in the same exact ways that I was when I was in school and in elementary school. Yeah. And that, um, they need that guidance and that direction, especially in this world that they're growing up and navigating today. It's so different and it's so hard and they have so much coming at them yeah. that it's been really important for me to help instill a belief in my kids and in my students that they are enough and that they can do hard things Yeah, and really, really helping to try to th instill that belief that you are good enough. Mm -hmm. You always will be good enough. You can do hard things. Um, and not trying to help them redirect from that negative self-doubt and that negative self-belief that really, I, at least for me, really pigeonholed me for a long time mm -hmm. um, and made, made life hard. And yeah. for, it made that struggle really hard for a while. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I would just say that belief of instilling that you can do it. You can do it. You yeah. are good enough. You are enough. Yeah. Well, I would, you know, we, you, you mentioned it, life, ha you know, there's no coincidences and, you know, things happen for a reason. I always like to say life happens for us. And here you are as a kid struggling with believing you're not good enough. And, but then all of a sudden you find yourself as a teacher helping these kids going, no, you are enough. Mm -hmm. But yet probably at the same time reinforcing in yourself going, no, so am I. And, and even though, I mean, just because we're adults doesn't mean we don't still struggle. Exactly. Right? We still have our struggles. We still have our, there's times where we doubt ourselves. And there's times where we compare and go, mm -hmm. you know, all that, you know, fun stuff that social media enhances. In right. Our lives. But it's just cool that, I mean, I just think it's so neat that you're, you're helping kids now, um, especially as a teacher for almost 10 years. Uh, what a, what a, an amazing journey. It really has you know what been. I mean? Yeah. It's funny that you say that. I think about, <laughs> I relate to my kids so much <laughs> in so many different yeah. ways and facets. And 
I grew up a little bit differently than the kids that I teach. I teach in a Title I school, so I'm working with kids and families who yeah. are facing a lot of a lot of struggles that I never did. But in that, mm-hmm. I think it's so interesting to see that that humanness and all yeah. of it of that. We still struggle, and just because I'm an adult versus kids, and I tell my students this all the time, like guys, I struggle too. I, you know. As a teacher, I, again, because I have carried that belief for so long that I'm not smart enough, that has impacted me in my career. And I've had coworkers and, you know, observations and evaluations and all of these things that tell me differently that, no, I am a really good teacher. You know, the grades that I get, the, on my evaluations and different things like that all say differently and how it's so hard for me at times to choose to believe mm-hmm. what is right in front of me in black and white yeah. and, in, and in my experiences versus what I choose to accept in my mind and what I choose to listen and believe has been a really, a really hard thing. And it's something that I'm constantly practicing now yeah. and something that over the course of the last couple of years and luckily getting to learn from you as well and how I, I have the ability to choose what I think and what I'm going to accept about myself. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's really powerful. Yeah. And once I've realized that for myself and as, as an adult, mm-hmm. I'm like, wow, what if kids knew that and could do that? Yeah. What a difference that would make. Yeah. It's incredible. No, it's awesome. You know, I've, I've had the, the blessing of helping probably the last 30 years, I don't know, 30 people maybe, if not more, do what I do, you know, life coach training, whatever you want to call it. But what I loved about working with you is just, again, you, I could tell the the passion you had for it, but yet you were just this sponge and, and you still are. I mean, and you're still, and, and I think, I think that's what sets people apart is the passion. And that's why you're such an amazing teacher. And that's what I noticed as we were going through that process with you, like the passion you have for making a difference in someone's life. I mean, and that's why I do this podcast, to be totally honest, is I'm trying to make a difference in someone listening to you, Danny, today. But I just want you to know that that was really fun to watch and it made it easy for what I was trying to do because you were just like, I mean, it was almost like, you know, you were teaching me. (laughs) I mean, seriously, it was just a beautiful thing to watch. I just want you to know that I really saw that in you. Yeah, thank you. And I, it's so true, I... I lo- and that's, I think something that I love about myself is that I am a sponge and I'm constantly yeah, seeking are. and wanting to learn and improve and do better. Yeah. And yeah. I think that it's interesting to see like how you said, you know, you're like a sponge and that's what I see in my students and yeah. in my clients now yeah. that, oh, it's amazing. They're, kids are sponges. Yeah. Anything you tell them, like it is just, and especially when it's truth. Well, it's yeah. amazing. Well, how cool would it have been to have someone like you when you were a kid coaching you? Oh, yeah. And that's what you're doing now. So you've been a teacher. Yeah. But over the last year, year and a half, uh, you know, looking back when we started even chatting about this, <laughs> let's share share some of those yeah. things of how this came about. Let's let our listeners know what are you doing now? And you, know, you guys are going to love this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So... <laughs> I giggle because, again, that that self-doubt that I still struggle with every day, (laughs) you know, um, I 
So to kind of backtrack a little bit, I went through um, probably one of the most transformational um, influential experiences of my life um, about two years ago. And I met somebody that we went through pretty, um, pretty hard trial and struggle with. And it was somebody that I was, I was dating and and I'm still dating um, currently. Yeah. And, um, it was kind of through that experience and learning a lot of things and, and how I met you as well. Yeah. (laughs) Um, that, um, we, we dated for, for almost a year and, um, things kind of came to an abrupt, abrupt halt <laughs> and it yeah. completely shattered me. Um, yeah. I, like I said it before, I was, I was previously married. I went through a divorce and that was really difficult as well, but, um, this was different. It was, yeah, it's hard to put it into words exactly yeah. what that was, but, mm-hmm. um, going through that experience and through that breakup, I, if you can imagine like a really big glass vase and just being shattered on the floor into a million trillion tiny little pieces, mm-hmm. uh, that, that was me as, as a person. Um, and I, <laughs> I had to take some time away and kind of, I went back home for a little while to try to get recentered a little bit. And I came back and kind of started working with you and working together and how I could rebuild and restructure my life and myself. Um, and it was through that experience and, and working with you. And I realized that, um, just did a lot of soul searching really, uh, a lot of healing, a lot of, um, just refinding who I was, who I am, who, what I liked, um, finding, finding myself again, I guess is the best way I could describe that. And I was, as I was on that journey, I was again, like a sponge learning, listening to podcasts, you know, probably some distraction if I'm being completely honest Mm -hmm. from, from that heartbreak and from that pain that I was experiencing at that time. But, um, as time went on, you know, I started to heal a little bit more. The pain started to subside a little bit. It wasn't completely gone by any means, but it was manageable. You know, I was getting up, I was going to work, I was teaching. And at the time it was still kind of in the midst of early pandemic. And, uh, my district was teaching completely remote and completely online. And I was working in, um, a classroom with a co-teacher. She was the general education teacher. I was a special ed okay. teacher. We were kind of co-teaching together. Yeah. So <laughs> it was a fun dynamic and a really interesting one doing it all online. And I remember I had a couple of students who it was, I saw myself, my fourth grade self and the things that they would say yeah, yeah. about themselves, their, the struggle. And they had some more things that they were facing in that in that navigation of online learning and different things like that. But it was interesting to see the things that I was learning. And as I was healing and growing kind of on my own journey and the tools and the strategies and different things that I was learning and using in my own life, I was like, wow, this is exactly what kids need right now. It is such a hard time. And everything that I'm learning about, you know, 
my bully voice, the, the thoughts that I'm having, recognizing that I'm not my thoughts and understanding who I am at my core and that mm-hmm. I have the power to yeah. create and make the life that I want. Um, all of these different facets, I was like, this is what kids need. And I was listening to a podcast that the guest was talking about basically the rates of anxiety and depression and mm-hmm. how that's been going up in the world and how it's been amplified since the pandemic and all of these things. And I was like, I have nine-year-olds, nine-year-old students that are on medication for anxiety and who are struggling. And I was like, there has to be something, there has to be a better way. Mm -hmm. And it just, I remember sitting (laughs) in a session with you and I was, again, I was feeling that kind of seeing that light again, coming through that dark time and feeling, feeling okay. And starting to really start to mend in that way. And I remember thinking, you know, I'm happy with what I'm doing. I like my job. I'm enjoying it. I just felt this call kind of deep within for something more. Yeah. (laughs) I'll never forget. You looked at me and you said, Danny, why don't you do what I'm doing? (laughs) And I just instantly started bawling and I was shaking. And you were like, why are you crying? (laughs) I was like, because that's it. Like, that's what it is. That's what I've mm-hmm. been searching for and haven't known. And you just said it out loud. And you said, that's exciting. And I was like, no, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> I'm terrified. Mm. And you said, why are you terrified? And I said, because I don't believe that I can do it. Who am I to do this to say, to teach kids about believing in themselves and having self-confidence and loving themselves when mm-hmm. I'm struggling with that? Yeah. And I remember you told me, you said, Danny, you're already doing it. it. Just looks different. It's just in a different way. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, okay. I started to meld this and mend this over <laughs> in my mind of like, okay, you know, mindset coach, kids, how can I do this? And working, you know, over the course of a year and a half and again, really battling a lot of self-doubt of can I actually do this? And I remember it got to the point where you're like, Danny, just do it. Just launch it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I don't know. And again, letting that that voice in my head take over. Like, you yeah. can't do this. You're not enough. Who are you? You know? And finally, I just got to the point where I was like, you know what? It's now or never. I'm going to do it. Yeah. And I had worked over the course of the year with everything that I've learned as a teacher of tools and things that I was utilizing in my own life to support my my well-being, my mental health and tools that I was learning from you and really just created a curriculum essentially mm-hmm. that integrated all of it and presented it in a way that was kid-friendly, which was a strength for me having yeah. 10 years of experience and working with kids yeah. my whole life. It's like fit perfectly. Yeah. And so <laughs> from that, I, I created a program and I created... Danny Shaw coaching and what I do is I work with kids to help them develop positive neural pathways earlier on so that they have a more confident future Yeah. so that they don't struggle with the same beliefs and they're not held back by the same things that I was held back for my entire life mm-hmm. and uh, it's been incredible it's been yeah. so fun to see yeah. what kids take on and the impact I never, I didn't realize, I was like, I have no idea how this is going to (laughs) work. I don't know how kids are going to take this. Working through, you know, my curriculum and what I teach and how I teach it and with what. And it's been amazing. 
seeing kids and their growth. And I mean, honestly, it's, it's eight sessions. And so seeing kids go from where they start and it's interesting. A lot of kids are struggling with a lot of the same things. Yeah. Right. It's just, you know, showing up in different ways. Yep. Exactly. And seeing them come out on the other side of it and the confidence that they have. And the best part that I love too, is I love hearing stories and working with parents and they're like, yeah, it was really interesting. You know, so-and-so was talking to their little brother about their, about the bully voice or, Mm. you know, I have clients that come to me that are like, yeah, my friend at school, they were, you know, they were saying really just not true things about themselves. And I was like, Hey, you know, stop, that's not true. (laughs) So it's just been, it's been so fun for me to see and to hear the impact of the tools and the, the principles that I've learned as an adult that at times I still struggle with to believe and that I have to really work hard on and being able to teach that to kids younger earlier and how much they absorb and they grasp onto it and the simplicity that they bring to it right it's almost like i don't have to convince them like i've had to convince myself yeah right and it's just beautiful it's powerful and it's amazing yeah wow again life happens for us you know and you really are the perfect person for that and there's not many people, I mean, there's tons of, I mean, everyone's a life coach now, it seems <laughs> like, and most of them shouldn't be, to be honest, but you, you're hitting this niche that there's not very many out there for kids, and when we're saying kids, we're talking as young as, I mean, how young? Do six. You, six years old, mm-hmm. and I mean, imagine, you know, whoever's listening to this, if you have kids, or if you have nieces, or nephews, or cousins that are that age, that how cool would it be to have a coach helping them have a powerful narrative about themselves mm-hmm. and to be able to answer the question who they are and and just setting goals and just having confidence and stuff. Can you imagine? I mean, I just I think it's so needed yeah. for someone like you because you're you're right. You see it. It's just these kids are struggling. So many kids are struggling. They need even outside of the own, their own parents a, a coach. How cool would that be? Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. And that's what's so fun is that <laughs> It's funny, like the things that I'm teaching to, the, to kids are mm-hmm. the same exact things that you taught me yeah. as as an adult. Yeah, and that's what's beautiful about it is that they're universal. Yeah, it can be taught to a to a six year old. Yep. It can be taught to yeah. a seventy five year old because mm-hmm. it it's all it's all the same. It's all universal. Yeah, and it's amazing to see that the power of the impact that it is making with kids and earlier on that parents start to be like, Hey, like, can you coach me? I'm like, yeah, Yeah. I can (laughs) because it might look a little bit different. And that's the beautiful thing. It's that it's just in the delivery. We just deliver it differently. It's the same universal truth. It's the same power. It's the same concepts that drive us forward towards success that, that we're teaching and, and just how that looks a little bit different. And it is, it's, it's interesting to hear that. And I think that, like you said, you know, there's so many people who are life coaches now. And I struggled with that too of, oh, well, I'm just, I'm a life coach, you know. Um, but being able to have that niche, like you said, with kids earlier on. And I feel like that is something that is a is a trait and a, and a character and a character trait of mine and mm-hmm. a, a strength that I have that I've yeah. been blessed with and in working with yeah. kids um, and being able to do that 
in a really powerful and impactful way. And it, like you said, it, it's a reminder. I think that so often the things that we teach or situations that we find ourselves in are, are that reminder for us. Yeah. And it's what I, it's what I need most. I need that reminder constantly. Yeah. And the principles that I teach are that reminder for me, Mm -hmm. but it's also cool to see it impact somebody else and how by practicing and being and doing those things. And then like I've learned from you giving that away Yeah. and how that cycles back to me too. It's amazing. Well, and I, I love this because despite what you've been through, but now you're, you're, you're helping these kids with the very thing you've struggled with, which allows you to teach and coach with authenticity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It makes you real. Yeah. Cause you can look at those kids in the eye and go, I know what it feels like. So just know that. And that, that's what sets you apart because you're just being real. It's not about being perfect. You know, if you were perfect, no one would want to listen to you. No. Right. <clears throat> but I just love that because you really, it puts you in a position to be there and, and to be there authentically for these kids. And it's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful connection to yeah. have and to be able to make that. And yeah. it's just that that love and that yeah. drive too. Yeah. From what I've had since I was little of I loving love to it. help. I love it. Yeah. Well, so if someone wants to use your services, if they have kids that are struggling, if they want to reach out to you and ask you a question or learn more about your program, what's the best way for them to do that? Yeah, so um, you can find me. I have a website. It's just dannyshawcoaching.com. I'm on Instagram and Facebook and working on building those platforms a little bit as well, but everything is just my name, Danny Shaw and coaching. D-A-N-I. Yep, dannyshawcoaching.com. I love that. You know, thinking back on your story, that coach, when, when the coach benched you your senior year and your mom's like that coach ruined everything I, I i can't help but think you should write that coach a thank you and say thank you for putting me on the bench because yeah. look what it did like honestly like yeah. it set you in a different path mm-hmm. but yet it was a beautiful path yeah anyway just a not thought. what i ever anticipated or <laughs> maybe what i ever wanted but yeah. like you said it happened for me well it's it, and it was tough in the moment obviously yeah. who wouldn't have struggled with that that would have been sure. a rough thing to hear yeah. But man, again, and so it just goes to show if we sit through something long enough, it just, it always gets better. Yeah. It always does. We can look back and go, it got better. Yeah. It got better for you. It did. You know, and even the struggles you've had with relationships, you know, and, mm-hmm. and you know, it's, it gets better. It just does. And you've learned and you've grown so much. And from what I've known you, you know, how long have we known each other? A couple of years now? Yeah. About two years. Yeah. I mean, just from what I first met you to now, just the growth I've seen. It's amazing. Thank you. It truly is amazing. And sometimes it's hard when you're going through it yeah. for yourself seeing the growth. But for me, from a distance, seeing it, I was like, wow, you've come a long way, Danny. Thank you. You really have. And I'm really impressed. Thank you. With the way you carry yourself, the way you handle adversity. And I love that you are putting yourself in this position um, to be a coach for these kids because they need you. Yeah. Um, and they will grow from you. So I challenge anyone listening to this, honestly, if you have a kid struggling, Reach out to Danny. She's amazing. <laughs> You'll be blown away. And uh, she makes it very simple but yet powerful at the same time. You mentioned something off the air that you had written something down. Would you yeah. mind sharing that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
So kind of um, like I shared before, just in the midst of this, you know, this little idea that has grown into what it is now yeah. with, with Danny Shaw coaching, I uh, Todd has been a really big inspiration um, for me and a really big mentor. And I had a dream back then two years ago when that seed got planted that <laughs> <laughs> that I would be on on your podcast and I wrote down in a note on my phone, I said, and at the time I had no curriculum. I had barely just decided that I was going to take this on. Yeah. And I was like, in 2022, I'm going to be on Todd's podcast, <laughs> sharing my story and, and creating and promoting what I'm doing now as a mindset coach for kids. And here we are. And here we are. <laughs> it's amazing. It's done. Manifested. Yeah. Done. That's so beautiful. There's power in writing something down. There's mm -hmm. power in stating what you are and what you stand for. Yeah. So I'm going to ask you another question. I'm going to put you right on the spot. Okay. Who are you? I, Danny, am a loving, peaceful, compassionate, radiant person to the core. I am enough and what follows I am follows me. Did you guys hear that? No hesitation. She looked me right in the eye. That's a beautiful thing because most people can't answer that question. And she just answered it with conviction which I love and we've worked on that, but she's done the work. I've, I've just been there to kind of guide her, but man, wow. And that's I feel that I, too. That's I what it. I love about it is that <laughs> that's exactly what I teach to my clients. Yeah. Every kid that I meet with, that's literally the second session. Yeah. Kids walk away knowing. And that's the amazing thing too, is that kids already know. I think it's funny that as just adults, put, we're yeah. constantly reminded like, Get back to how you were as a kid. Remember you're in a child, mm -hmm. you know, be as yeah. a little child. Mm -hmm. And kids already know that. Yeah. They just need it framed yep. for them. Yep. They need it brought to that foreground of their of their minds. Yep. And so I love it. It's powerful. Yeah. Every single kid walks away with a mantra and they practice it. Yeah. And I I have a, a client right now and it makes me emotional, but he said, Danny my mantra changed my life. Yeah. It helps me every moment. Yeah. And he struggles with that self-confidence. He struggles with, mm -hmm. he's got a nasty, nasty bully voice. But he said, my mantra is everything. Yeah. It reminds me who I am. And I, and I can, I can do anything. I don't listen to anything else but that. Yeah. It's powerful. Wow. I it's amazing. It. I love it. That's yeah. beautiful. Thanks for sharing that. And thanks for being here today. Thank you. Yeah, it's been my honor and blessing to have you on the show. Thank you. Um, anyone listening to this, it's their honor and blessing as well. And uh, I just can't thank you enough. And I love what you're doing. Um, I champion what you're doing. And I'm here to help you continue to support and push it forward and help you in any way I can. And I'm just glad that you are willing to be vulnerable today and share your story with us. And um, I know it's impacted me and I'm sure everyone listening to this, it's impacted them as well. So thank you thank for taking you. some time today. Thank you so much for having me. It's been my honor. Yeah. Danny Shaw, folks. <laughs> DannyShawCoaching.com. Go check out her website. Reach out to her. Check her out on social media. If for some reason you can't get a hold of her, you can reach out to me and I'll pass it along. But I challenge everyone listening to this um, to share this episode with someone that you know that maybe has a kid or a child, or a cousin, niece, or nephew, whatever, struggling, um, send this to them, because it'll be a good, um, not only inspirational for them, but then they'll give them a resource they can reach out to. 
And, uh, but yeah, thank you for tuning in. Uh, again, thank you to my sponsors. The beautiful music you hear at the beginning, at the end of this podcast is by Paul Cardall, a good friend of mine. Uh, he's a Grammy award winner. He's, a, he's an amazing individual. So thanks Paul for your music and for who you are. And just again, my sponsors, this wouldn't be possible without you. So thank you. I love you guys. And Danny, once again, thanks for your time today. Thank you. Till next time, everyone. Have a great day.